Welcome to 52 Weeks of Hustle. I'm Travis Apple, and I'll be your host of this podcast. After spending my entire career in the sports sales industry, I wanted the opportunity to give back, to give back to those individuals that want to get in this business, or for those individuals that are in this business that want to continue to excel at an elite level. For those of you who know me, hustle has always been important, hence the name. This podcast is presented by General Sports Worldwide and the Clubhouse. GSW is certainly picking up steam in search, recruiting, training, and consulting. The Clubhouse is a career development platform consisting of monthly webinars, in-depth training vault, job board, mentorship platform, blogs, and a focus on mental health. Be sure to sign up for a free membership at theclubhousecareers.com. In addition, thanks for everyone that has supported the book, Hustle Your Way to Success in Sports Sales. For season three, I'm going to have the privilege of sitting down with industry experts to discuss their career path, three key topics that are current in the industry, three hustle hot seat questions, three pieces of advice, all under 24 minutes. Now on to our guests this week. Imagine starting off in an entry-level role and working your way up within the same organization to the vice president chair. Our next guest did just as I'm excited to have John Adler, vice president of ticket sales for the Atlanta Hawks. John, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Travis, for having me. Really excited to be here and, and talking with you today. John, always a pleasure talking to you and certainly excited to dive into your illustrious career and you grow up in Buffalo, New York. You attend, unfortunately, as people know, I'm an Ohio State fan. You attended the University of Michigan. So I know the last couple of years you've got that. You go on, receive a degree in economics. What did you think you wanted to do when you when you got into your career path? Yeah, great question. So starting off, when I was um, getting ready to go to the University of Michigan, I had a high school professor, high school teacher, and he gave me the idea of going to the University of Michigan to be a student manager with the basketball team. He put that idea in my head because the coach at the time he was just starting there was John Beeline. And um, John was from Buffalo, so he knew him and he put in a good word for me. He also told me that it was going to be um, a full a full ride scholarship if you became a student manager. So I, when I got to school that, that fall semester, I knocked on the basketball door every single day for multiple weeks until they answered and let me in. Um, and I became a student manager. And that period of time, within two days, I realized pretty quickly that there was no money involved here. But I really, really enjoyed it. And getting that inside look of what it's like to work on the personnel side of a sports team was something that was really, um, I was really enthusiastic about to have as my career. So I put all of my eggs in that basket and I knew I wanted to go work in the front office of a basketball team and put in 40, 50 hours a week, every single week at school, learned a lot from the coaches that helped me now in recruiting and managing people and all that stuff. But I really was focused on being a, a general manager. And um, after graduation, all the eggs in that one basket, no jobs, no opportunities. And, and that was that was a, a tough pill to swallow. Yeah, but, you know, and we'll fast forward into your career now, but it seems like you started cold calling your first week on the job, you know, knocking on doors, a little bit different of cold calling. But, you know, as as you're graduating, you know, you got to the point you're thinking what's next. There's no jobs there. So you then take a risk and the risk is you're moving all the way to Atlanta, Georgia to start in an entry level sales role, making 10 bucks an hour. Why? Why make that risk? Yeah. So like I said, I put all those eggs in that one basket, right, Travis? And nothing worked out. So I'm living at my parents' house, every college graduate's dream, not for <laughs> one month, not for two months, but for eight months. And during that time, I'm 
calling people. I'm applying for a bunch of jobs. Um, I tried starting my own company during that time. I read a lot of books. It's where I grew my love of reading self-development books. And the Atlanta Hawks. I wasn't just applying to sports teams. I'd given up on the sports dream of working on a front office. The Atlanta Hawks were the only company that called me back. And it was Sean Doss. He did me a phone interview. He asked me to come down. The lockout, the NBA lockout at the end of 2011 was lifting. And I came down for an in-person interview. And they offered me a job and asked me to move down to Atlanta, a place I'd never been before, a city I never didn't know anyone in, 30 days later. 30 days later. Like go time. I was so, yeah. I was so eager to get out of my parents' house that it didn't matter what they were going to pay me. I was going to take that job. And, um, and yeah, that, that's but- where I started my career off. John, it certainly worked out for you. And, and you know, one of the many attributes I've always respected of you is, is your willingness to take risk. And this is a, a personal risk and a move and, you know, to bet on yourself and your career. And, and we can certainly talk about some of the other risks that you've done. But as you think about it, what's your advice to listeners on willing to take that risk? Yeah, the old adage, a comfort zone is a beautiful place, but nothing ever grows there. And the biggest risk of my life at that point was moving to Atlanta. And, and stepping out of my comfort zone. I was looking for a risk like that. I was looking for an adventure because I knew it would change me. Um, I didn't know that quote at the time, but um, it's definitely something that I live by now. And there's risks that come in all sizes and shapes and sizes, um, trying new products, hiring people, talking to different people. Um, but yeah, finding that way to step outside your comfort zone is key for, for you to grow. And I know starting in a similar role several years before you, and not only is it it's an entry level role with with low hourly pay, you know, not a ton of benefits, and really you have eight months to kind of sink or swim and improve yourself. And you certainly hit the ground running, and it, you quickly rose the ranks from inside sales to new season ticket sales, and then just after over three years of selling, you receive your first leadership opportunity. First, how did you know leadership was the right opportunity for you? Yep. So I took a unique unique path. Um, my inside sales manager, Sean Doss, he got promoted two weeks after I started. Right after we finished our onboarding, he went um, in an internal promotion. So it gave me the opportunity to learn from a lot of different leaders and also gave me the opportunity to be a, um, a leader of my peers. Uh, and although I was early in my career, I took this as an opportunity to, to grow in that field and, and lead in different ways. Um, and that happened multiple times throughout my career where a manager would leave, they wouldn't replace them. Um, for a little bit. And it would give me opportunities to to step in and lead peers. And I think that's the first step that you really need to um, master in order to be a great leader is can you lead your peers? And doing that, coupled with what the Atlanta Hawks do in our pod leadership development program, where you get to take on the opportunity to, to work with inside sales reps, grow them, train them, go on appointments with them. There's a lot of fulfillment in that. And that coupled with this opportunity to lead my peers during throughout my tenure uh, helped me know that leadership was was the path for me. Absolutely. And John, we'll certainly dive into the Hawks, you know, infamous pod leadership program. And you and I have talked about a leadership for a long time now. And as you think about all the successful leaders you've been around, what do you feel like is the difference, the biggest difference between okay leaders and truly like great elite leaders? Great leaders know their purpose is their people, not themselves. So that's the definition of servant leadership. And um, when oftentimes in sales, leaders come over from being the top salesperson. And what that allows you to do is like, hey, you can focus on yourself as the top salesperson. All you need to do is worry about what you're doing day in and day out. In order to be a great leader, 
You need to worry about all the people and lifting them up. The show is no longer yours. You can't control all of the controllables because you have so many different people that you need to, to find ways to, to lead. So I think once you realize the show isn't yours and it's all about making your people look great, let them shine bright. You stay in the background, just make sure that they have the opportunity to succeed. Um, those are the people, those are the leaders that you know are great. And I've had the opportunity to learn from some awesome servant leaders, Kyle Brunson, Corey Bredin, Eric Platt, Sean Doss. Um, I've, been, I've been very fortunate in my career. No, absolutely. In, in leadership with the Hawks, you go from entry-level manager to senior manager, new membership sales, to director of premium club and new membership sales, to senior director, and now to the VP of ticket sales. Would you ever imagine that risk back in 2012 when you started, you'd have worked your way up and, and still within the same organization? No, no, never thought I'd make it to 11 years. I didn't even think I was going to make it past one year on my eight month contract when I first started. I was like, I'm just going to go learn this sales stuff and then go join a startup in Atlanta. But it's a it's a credit to what the organization, the Atlanta Hawks have done. Um, credit to Steve Coonan, Andrew Salzman. They've created an awesome culture that you really never want to leave. And, you know, learn sales um, and title never mattered. So it's all about, hey, how do you keep learning and growing and, and taking on new responsibilities kept me here for kept me here for a long time. Yeah, and absolutely. You know, you mentioned like it is all about the people, you know, money and title and responsibility follow as long as you're surrounding yourself with the right leaders. And you think about what the organization has done, but what do you feel like you've done on such a consistent basis to continue to get elevated year over year? So I think there, I, I boil this down to three things, effort. So when I first started, I knew you could control your effort and just put in the work. And the more time that you spend working, the more it allows for your day to have and the more responsibilities you take on. Early on in my career, I remember I had a, a really strong hustle score. And I, you, you, you know hustle well. And I was um, really proud of what I'd done. And Corey Bredin emails me, and um, Travis Apple, your hustle? And... Randy Wills hustle from their time here and said, Hey, you're doing a great job, but you can do better. And it opened up my eyes. That sounds like a bread and move. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> right. Great motivational tactic, but it was awesome. I mean, your hustle was insane. Randy's was insane. And it showed me that, yeah, there is more that can be done and you can, and that, that really helped shape. So effort, um, number one, two patience, you know, staying a little longer in a spot, it can open up a position. And my story, I got passed over for an inside sales manager job. The person who took that job leaves a few months after they get it. And it elevated me. And a lot of people would leave in that situation if they thought they got passed over, stayed, stuck it out. And it, it worked out for me in my career. And then persistence, yeah. uh, learning. You can never stop learning. You can never stop networking, whether it's internal or externally. Um, and speaking your, your goals to your leaders. Those are all really important for them to help grow you. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Again, we're here on 52 Weeks of Hustle. The guest today, John Adler, Vice President of Ticket Sales for the Atlanta Hawks. And so, John, let's get into three hot topics. Question one, selling sports is never easy. And certainly, regardless of wins or losses, your goal continues to get higher and higher. And you and your team have sold a variety of team performance, from playoff teams to to some of the worst teams in the league and everywhere in between. What's your advice to all listeners on the value of running parallel paths, but also selling at a high level no matter the outcome there for the sports team. Yeah. So Atlanta is notorious known for being a football market and a baseball market with the Braves, Georgia football, Atlanta Falcons. So we've always had to, to struggle here. Um, so learning how to sell regardless of team performance is key. And it is always in your face with how the team is doing. So you really got to figure out a way to, to black that out a little bit so that you can go into calls, you can go into meetings without really having to focus on wins and losses at all. If you have a really strong sales process uh, and you know that you can focus on setting appointments, making calls, asking for the sale multiple times, really doing a great job with your needs analysis, you're going to have success. And then when you have that success with a really strong sales process and the team starts winning, it's just going to boost you. But because we can't control wins and losses, you can't have losses bring you down. So you really need that consistent sales process um, that really only gets benefited and not hurt. Yeah, no, absolutely. Couldn't have said it better. It's it's a consistency and it's always the, the value of, and especially even as a team member, if you can sell a product that there's not winning championships every year, it means you can probably sell a little bit of everything, right? Nothing it's not a ton of, I know sitting in that Atlanta office, it's not, it hasn't been a ton of inbound calls, you know, by nope. any means. And so- you're moving on to question two. You've talked about this earlier, John, and, and the value of people and the value of an organization. And the Hawks organization has been known for a while for an organization that's always willing to invest in their people. And so you lead the charge on the, that pod leadership program. And why is it important for you and the organization to help grow leaders early on in their careers? So growth and development is a core tenant of what we believe in here at the Atlanta Hawks. There's this old saying, the CFO ask the CEO, what happens if we invest in developing our people and they leave us? And the CEO responds and says, what happens if we don't and they stay? Yep. The only thing that you can focus on is how do you build the greatest possible culture by building the best people inside of your organization? And if they leave and they go get a different job, to me, that's success. Yeah, you don't want to lose all of your good people, but if you keep having that culture of learning development, there's always going to be people to replace those individuals. And that goes with pod too. We haven't had to hire an external sales manager leader in over eight years. And that's because of our pod program that we are constantly developing the, the future leaders of the sales team at the Atlanta Hawks. Um, it gives us an opportunity to have more people invest in reps. Um, and it gives us more opportunities to really make ourselves better as, as trainers too. And if everyone is growing together and you really have that culture, it's going to keep people there longer in my belief, because yep. they're going to really have to find an organization that is going to train them and develop them more than what we're doing here at the Hawks. 
John, I always love your one-liners and, uh, you know, certainly that line, right. And it's been around for a while. Like what if we don't and they stay and you're not preparing. And, you know, I think that's what I've always been, you know, appreciative of the Hawks organization, because yes, you haven't necessarily had to hire an external person in eight years in leadership. But in addition to that, you've had countless of people that you've been able to help promote externally, which goes a, a long way for your culture and your organization. And, you know, finally, question three, John, while dealing with the grind and long hours of sports, Several years ago, you went back to receive your MBA from the University of Georgia. And so a lot of questions always come up. Should I go get further education? What should I do? Should I go get back my master's? What's your advice to listeners on, on that, on further education, but also how to balance your schedule? Yeah, have a significant other that understands your goals in time. That's for sure. Um, yeah. I would not have been able to do that without having a, an awesome wife. So shout out there. Um, but really on top of that, like you have to understand you're taking on a second job, uh, two days a week, three hours, each of those days, that doesn't include the drive time up there, all those opportunities. So you really need to know what your purpose is. Um, and don't just do it to add a degree to your paper, um, to your resume. Like you have to know, like, Hey, I want to, what do you want to learn? What you're going to get out of it? Um, because it is going to be a ton of extra time. And you have to be really good at prioritizing. You have to be really good at scheduling, um, making sure that you're efficient during the day. Um, for me, my goal was I wanted to learn as much as possible outside of ticket sales. Ticket sales is a niche industry. And if you can expand your horizon, you can bring that back into what you're doing on a day-to-day basis. You're going to be really successful inside of that role because um, you're just going to have new perspective. So, so that was key. And um, networking to learn more ideas from people around you. We, we changed, we, we added in a lot of different processes after my time at school. And I'm really proud that I was able to go back and, and do that all. Yeah, I think it's it's all about what's your why, right? To your point of like, it's not going to make your resume look better. I mean, you know, right? Transparently, a lot of people don't no. even look what your degrees are. Certainly doesn't always mean it's going to equate to a lot more money. Uh, but it's, it's that why, it's that passion. And so, John... Ton of great advice, great career you've already had. As, as you think back to your career thus far, what's been your best memory? So many memories. Uh, when you work at one spot for 11 years, there's going to be a lot of different things, and a lot of them blend together. But with people getting promoted and different um, growth opportunities, a lot of good memories. But I'll go back to 2016. We I got the opportunity to run a and create the Survivor Sales Competition with the Atlanta Hawks. And for the people who know me, I'm a, I'm a massive Survivor fan. I've been watching it since season one. Um, it's religious television here in my household. And I was able to create a very complex competition that um, had tribes in the office. We had tribal councils and people being voted out every single day. Reps were voting out other reps. Leaders were the tribe leaders. Um, sales leaders were the tribe leaders. We had immunity challenges. And for me, what made that so fun, it was it was a, a perfect encapsulation of what our culture is about. We could be competitive and go after each other, but have fun at the same time. Every single person participated. It drove revenue. And every single year now we have people asking when we're doing the survivor sales competition. Um, so that was really cool. And I got to partially live out a, a dream of being on Survivor, yeah. <laughs> although it was inside the, the Hawks office. Hey, it's still a Survivor. Well, John, ton of great advice. Certainly fun to hear about your journey. Close it out. I'd like to put our guests on the hustle hot seats. You ready for this? Yeah. Yeah. I'll see if I can handle it. If you had to eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? Uh, spaghetti. Put some olive oil and Parmesan cheese on that. We're good. Quick, simple, inexpensive. 
What's the last thing you completed on your bucket list? Um, taking my son um, last in, in the spring to Disney World. It was a long um, two years of quarantining, worrying about COVID and all that stuff. I'm a huge Disney fan. And being able to see the joy in his eyes for the first time being there, it was a really cool way to break out of like that that COVID quarantining phase. And finally, if you hosted a talk show, who would be your first guest? Uh, Chris Martin, the, the lead singer of, of Coldplay. Big Coldplay. Coldplay fan over here. Nice. Well, John, to close it out, what are three key takeaways you'd give every listener to be in your shoes one day? Obstacles are the way. So there's a great book by Ryan Holiday. But the, the idea is obstacles are going to come at you all the time. And just because they're there doesn't mean you have to find your way back to the path. If you're on the path and obstacles come, that is the new path. Embrace the obstacle. Two, be curious. Close mouths, like I said earlier, don't get fed. Always ask questions. Always try and understand everything that you're doing, whether you're selling or you're in leadership. Always be curious. And then lastly, um, you're going to be the same person you are today as you will be five years from now, except for the books that you read and the people that you meet. So keep putting yourselves in positions to meet new people, have conversations, learn their perspective, and read as many books as possible. Awesome. Look, again, the one-liners. Love them. Mike yeah, dropped. Well, John, thank you so much. You've had a great career. Always a pleasure talking to you. I certainly appreciate your time, your expertise, and our friendship. Yeah, thanks, Travis. Awesome being on. Again, this is Travis Apple. Thank you for listening to 52 Weeks of Hustle. Be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. We'll be back next week with another industry leader. Have a great week. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.